0: Footy Prime,
2: the podcast, presents the Weekend Rap Show with Brendan Dunlop, James Sharman, and Craig Forrest. That's right, JC. What a weird weekend. We might actually have a Premier League title race on our hands. Maybe? We had drones stopping games. Josh Sargent had Norwich fans chanting USA, USA. And the English may have more freedoms than you, but they're still throwing bottles at players and clashing with police. And we're giving you four shows a week. Nothing makes sense in this world.
0: Am I right, James Sharman? Nothing makes sense. And of all those crazy things you mentioned, the fact that we are still doing four shows a week is, is perhaps the, the craziest. I'm most impressed and perhaps most grateful for Craig Forrest. I couldn't believe the drone. What a crazy game in general that
2: was. It was a, it was
1: nuts. Nuts. And, and I, I couldn't actually realize, why did they stop the guy? I
0: guess there's a protocol if the referees officials see a drone. It's a security threat. If the police deem it a security risk, then they will instruct the referee to take the players off the pitch
1: it's probably somebody broadcasting on uh f- facebook live or something <laughs> yes yeah,
0: some, it's some korean illegal feed for the gamblers
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't mind watching i wouldn't mind watching that that thing's dipping in and out of the goal Be good, like, tactical
0: cam right you see they you know they used to have the uh the overhead which i loved because from a tactical standpoint you could really see the way the game was the ebbs and flows and the way that you know and, and you don't see it very much anymore if at all so maybe the drone, if I could get that illegal feed from that angle, it'd be amazing.
2: Was that the end of your tactical tickle? Once you no longer had that camera, you couldn't be the formation geek that you, you wanted to be, or you were as a trap? I, I was never the formation geek. I just came out with the name. <laughs> well, it was a great name. And uh, one day we should have Forrest do a whole set. I think we picked uh, we picked two draws and a Spurs win with our forty picks last week. But uh, Chelsea do the job over Spurs and looked pretty convincing, I'd say, for for most of the match. Wouldn't you, Forrest?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I thought so. Uh, the first half, I well, when it was nil-nil, I, I, I think I might have called a nil-nil or a draw anyway. I was uh, You did say nil-nil. Yeah. I was, at one point there, I thought I was looking pretty good. <laughs>
2: Two goals later. But what, what a goal. Oh, God. And he almost had a second one like a minute later with more power.
0: Ziyech seems to be finally warming up, doesn't he? Um, I know he scored the last game and he didn't celebrate and there's a bit of conjecture about is he happy there? you know, all this, this disharmony in the camp. But it has taken him, I think, longer than we thought to, to adapt to Chelsea. But the last couple of games, and that goal today was just world-class, wasn't it? He is a really good player. I mean, he's left Lloris. Lloris is
1: just, like, there's nothing you can do. You see, how, like, how high over the net, like, feet
0: maybe? when, And then the dip yeah. on it, like, it was just unsavable. As a goalkeeper, like, how can, at what point can you tell? Can you tell by the spin of the ball that it's going to bite and bend back. Is that by that point is it too late? How do you do you look at that as a keeper?
1: Yeah, I mean, Loris is experienced enough to know that when he struck that, that uh, the best chance he had was to get it off
0: the crossbar mm. and can collect it. Right, right. So it's, at that point, you're just hoping to Christ that it doesn't bite quite enough. Yeah, because it's beating you. Yeah, I, I guess you'd rather have a fizzing, spinning shot coming towards you than. Than like a James Ward Prowse knuckleballer, mm. right? When you just don't know what's happening,
1: absolutely. But Ward Prowse can put this that, that clinical spin on it too, which he's
0: done this season as well as a knuckleball. Did you see, by the way? Um, I, probably not. I was watching Sky. Um, they had from last week footage from the Southampton right? <laughs> under nines, right? Under nine, and this kid belted a free kick from a – it was a smaller field, obviously, right? But it looked like it was the same distance as War prowse you know? <laughs> it was incredible. The kid's no like kidding. eight years old. And, they're. you know, I'm, I remember seeing my, my, my daughter playing football, you know, when she's like eight, seven, eight years old. No. <laughs> these kids, these kids are Southampton 9-9s, different level. Is that right, eh? Different, different creatures entirely. Yeah, amazing. One thing
1: last about LaRise. do you remember in the first half, there was a shot that was struck? fairly well, had a bit of a bend on it coming back in toward him and he fisted it away. And the yep. commentator actually said, why doesn't he just catch that? Huh. And he's, and the commentator was ob- like, he's actually right. There's no reason why he shouldn't. And for some reason, he might have thought there was maybe a little bit of movement on it. And he's still cleared the danger He's like the way he did it he put lots of height on it and everything else like that but a lot of goalkeepers tend to go with the palm or pushing it away or fisting it or punching it than
2: uh, then catching it well Spurs fans might feel like they got fisted watching that game uh <laughs> I said that Chelsea had kind of an easy run of things but how different is this match if Harry Kane's goal is not disallowed
0: <laughs> yeah I know was that really foul it, it wasn't a foul I don't think it was a foul I mean I didn't see a great replay um to me it looked very harsh Mm-hmm. And it's a different game entirely. I didn't hear Conte post match. Was he, was he very, was he upset about that? Did he mention it?
2: I just assume every time he gets post match, he's talking about it. he doesn't have the transfer kitty that he wants, so I don't listen to him anymore. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah,
1: you know what I think it came down to is Silva is so clever, and the Brazilians are probably the very best at it—is selling. Mm-hmm. He, sold out. He, he slid for 10 yards. It looked as though he went like and shoved him, mm-hmm. Slip and slide. But Silva knew he was in trouble. And as soon as he felt that on his back, he made to sell it. He
0: went to sell it because he knew he was in trouble. And they do it better than anybody. See, we, we keep talking about these older players, you know, and up front in particular, and we know who they are. But we haven't mentioned Silver very often and how good he's been at Chelsea. He's 37, I think, now. Just signed another year deal. And it just shows me. It was a time when he was the best centre-back in world football. And obviously, you lose a physically, you lose something. Mm-hmm. But he's still got the uh, the know how and the brains mm-hmm. and the positioning right, and that that gamesmanship which you just mentioned there, Craig. Right, he's a solid player. Yeah, he's just fitted in so well at Chelsea. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you could also say at the end of
2: the
1: day, did Kane gain an advantage? Did he create some space for himself? Yes, he he did. But I don't know if the reaction, if it
0: was, and <laughs> he just kept sliding. <laughs> Yeah. It looked like a real good shove or certainly a foul. So, And that takes a skill, right? I mean, like you said, to slide that far from standstill, basically, right? I mean, that <laughs> defies physics. I mean, there's a lot of... No, th- he was moving. He's moving a little bit, I know. But like maybe Vaseline on the legs? I don't yeah. know what it is. But he's slipping and sliding. He's all lubed up just in case. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: It's coconut oil. It works as a moisturizer or the slider. <laughs> Massive goal it would have been. Looking at Spurs, Stephen Bergwine was expected to be at the door with Son injured. Like, Kane and Bergwijn are a pretty good pair. I thought Steven Bergwijn
0: looked really good. Bergwijn's funny because, I mean, when he came aboard, right, um, he had a pretty good start. Jose loved him, right? And then he didn't really do much else. Scored the odd goal here and there. But if they're going to sell him, then they have to replace him with someone too. And, you know, as we know at Spurs, that's not a, a gimme right now, so... I don't know why they're so active in trying to sell him right now in January. I can see in the summertime maybe, right? But depth is, is so important.
2: Well, they're rumored to have bought or um, agreed to buy a Demetriore for $20 million, believe it or not. I feel like $20 million for him is is a
0: steal. I just don't know what he is though, right? Because I, I know what you're saying. Mm. He, he can look so dangerous until the, that final touch, which goes all wrong, mm. right? He reminds me a little bit of like a, a Sean White Phillips. He did these Mm. incredible things. I mean, Sean Phillips had more of a goal-scoring touch to him. But, you know, the the final ball often wasn't there. But he did everything else really well, and, you know, he got quite a name for himself. I see a little bit of Adama Triori in the same kind of ilk. I do, too. I do, too. I agree with that. I Like, I watch him, and I really
1: enjoy watching him play because he's just, first of all, he's a specimen, and it just
0: looks like he should be a linebacker. No one fills out a shirt better than him. No. Jesus Christ. (laughs) No like, he should be playing rugby league. Yeah. You know, like just the way, it's he, just incredible the physique. He should do both. Two-sport athlete, Premier League football and rugby league. Yeah, that'd be impressive. They wouldn't pay him enough in rugby league for him no. to make. Not even close. To play both? No. <laughs> no. But yeah, but 20 million, I think it probably is a good deal, given how much we see players move for nowadays, right? And lesser players. I mean, 20 million seems like a very fair price. You know, if I'm spurs and jumping all over that because every coach thinks they can make that player take the next step. That's true. Everybody likes that speed and power, right? Yeah, exactly. Speed is seducing, right? Like in any sport, mm. you have the speed. Forget it. The other stuff will come later. You can't, you can't teach speed, as they say.
2: Is he an, enough of a player or the type of player to keep Conte happy and to keep Conte around? Oh, 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 oh. I don't know about that. I think he needs more. I think he wants more than that. I do, too. I think I do. he does.
0: But if that's all Daniel Levy does in January. It's not enough. And you've got to do more than that, I think. If you sell sell Bergwine, for example, if Delhi Alley leaves and you bring in less, well, that's, that's, I don't think any better. Do you think Delhi will leave right. in January though? I don't. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's lots of rumors out there, right? He seems to be on the outs again now. You know, he's clearly not happy there and the, you know, the club's not happy with him. But uh, I think Conte wants a lot of money spent in this window and that Spurs team. I mean, it's amazing looking at the table right now, right? And given how many games in hand they have, it's just preposterous, really. Mm-hmm. And, and where they, they could climb. With West Ham, you know, falling a little bit, we'll get to that. 20 games played, right? There's still four games behind Chelsea. Four games, right? They're two behind United in in, in fourth place and they are, how many points? Six, uh, two points behind United. Just two points and two games in hand. Mm. So if, if you are... Conte, you're saying to Levy, listen, we could finish top four. There's a very good chance that we can finish top four if you back me here. The table is our friend at the moment. The schedule is our friend at the moment. So give me some money and I'll get your top four football and think about all those millions coming in. To me, it makes no sense why you wouldn't spend if you're Spurs right now. That's one team that needs to spend and should spend. What was the crazier
2: stat from that match uh, for us that it was the first Premier League win of 2022 for Chelsea or that it was the first Premier League loss for Conte in charge of Spurs? <laughs> Good question. I would say the uh, first loss. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that he'd have as much success with them and pretty impressive. I, I think they'll dust it off, but I, I, I do feel as though Conte doesn't trust Levy to back him and they're waiting on Son to come back and we'll just see what happens.
0: The Conference League losses, and in particular the, the losses to Chelsea in the, the Cup, uh-huh. they've overshadowed the league form. Right, especially the two losses against Chelsea, where they weren't very good and they were outplayed, and that really overshadowed the the progress we have seen this Spurs team make under Conte compared to Santel. Right, right, where where they were really struggling now. Today didn't help, of course. Maybe it's a bit of a step backwards, but um I, I until this past weekend, I really studied the table and saw the games in hand. I didn't realize how much better they had been, and uh, yes, yeah, it's considerable, big steps forward, but. They're still far off, I think, the top two or three. That's for sure.
2: Why is it that Man City play so much better against the big teams, but against sides like Southampton, they drop points? <laughs> that always happens.
1: <laughs> when you when you think about it, too, it's, it's bound to happen. Southampton played really well, I thought. They did. The Saints played really well. I thought put them under pressure right away and thought, what the hell, have a go. And uh, you got that gap at the top.
0: And again, you take a little bit of the edge off, right? Mm-hmm. They did hit the woodwork three times though, too. Right? They hit the exactly. post three times. And yeah. Sterling could have had <laughs> yeah. definitely one goal, but should have scored two goals. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
2: it's one of those games where you still expected them to win, but I mean, the Saints played really well, fully deserving of something to come away one-one. Mm-hmm. And then the goal that Kyle Walker-Peters scored, my like, my god, the skill! That was a nice goal. we seen, we saw some good goals this this weekend. I already referenced Sergeant, but the skill it took for him to play that off of the run and. Off the volley, I think is maybe more impressive than Sergeant's semi scorpion.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right because the pace and speed he did it at. Right, it was really impressive. It was a kind of goal that the other Carl Walker would have, you know, been very proud of scoring. <laughs> right? I always get confused with those two guys, especially when they play, you know, he, he, each other. But uh, yeah, I mean, I thought Southampton—they're twelfth, 12th, right? Twelfth? Yeah, they're twelfth. I just don't know what this team is. I mean, talk about you know inconsistent. They—they're they're great at home, really good at home, terrible on the road. They can lose nine 0 one week and then tie the unbeatable, uh, you know, league leaders on another week. I just don't know quite what this Southampton team is. the, the experts tell me Ralph Hassenhüttl is, is a really good manager, and he might well be, but I don't know because they're so inconsistent. But you know, people seem to love the guy, and they've got really good history of, of you know good managerial signings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but it was, it was a it was a great point for them. And uh, at some point, like Pep said, at some point the run's going to come to an end. The last time a team won twelve straight games and didn't win the league was in eighteen ninety one, and that was Preston North End. Wow, classic season that it was. Tell us about that season, Craig. What was it like?
1: <laughs> it was a bad winter, man. It was like lots <laughs> of rain and a little bit of sleet, and you
0: know, average about two degrees. The Boer <laughs> War, you know, caused a lot of casualties, you know, players, you know, leaving for, for distant lands. I have no idea if the Boer War was in 1891. I don't think it well, was. Yeah,
2: really. It was the 1890s, actually. Yeah, Can no, your history head? is very good, buddy. Yeah, it's shocking
0: that I know that. How do you know that? Which Boer War?
2: <laughs>
0: well, there's more than one? Yeah. my history's gone out the window i'm I'm surprised that b just knew the answer though i'm smarter than i look guys craig's corner be like every week we get a little bit of a little history lesson on on a war (laughs) kevin de bruyne de bruyne sounds uh what de bruyne is that 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 be a dutch name de bruyne i guess it could be but i mean there's there's a real melting pot
2: of uh flemish cultures and that
0: in belgium right yeah but i tell you what he's He's heating up isn't he? Mm-hmm. Last few weeks, he looks more like the Kevin De Bruyne that was the best player in the Premier League for for at least a couple of years.
2: It's taken him this long to shake off that concussion from the Champions League final.
0: Maybe. Because I'll tell you what, I mean, he came, when he hit that post, jeez, I'm still I still hear that ringing. He belted it, didn't he? It was a fantastic strike.
2: Marcus Rashford ruined your day? Yep. On Saturday, uh, Forrest? I don't know why. Why would he ruin your day, Charms? Did, did you bet on West Ham?
0: Why do you think? I'm a. No, I'm, I'm oh, a Liverpool fan.
2: You just hate any possible success that Manchester United could have, even yeah. if it's just finding their way.
0: No, even then, I, I want to see them just sink and sink and sink. That's what I want to see. So disappointing. They put in such a shift,
1: and then they had a great chance just before, just before that, and then I was like, they were really quick on the old offside mm-hmm. decision,
0: weren't they? It was quick, yeah. Uh,
1: allowing it to go. And they never did actually show it again. I had to go back, and then I looked at it. I was like, you know what? I think I think he is on side. I think I think he is just on side.
0: Yeah, for a weekend of some some pretty questionable calls. I mean, that was tight, but I'm glad it was given in that regard because like, oh, come I would have loved it if they call it. That place was a light. They were going crazy, <sighs> and if they give it the oh no goal. But you know, but Craig, let me ask you this, you know, West Ham, right? So West Ham having this incredible season, another good one. They think they're a top four team, but they've had some, some hiccups in, in recent weeks. But you see this kind of game and how how negative that they got. And I thought, man, they're looking a bit like a smaller team in this match when, when I think they should have really gone out mm-hmm. United, who have their own struggles right now. Good point. Don't you think? And they look tired. I mean, Mick Antonio Looked exhausted. I think they are looking tired. I think they have
1: had a tough schedule and they've had a run of emotional games where they had you know then they lost a couple home games to Southampton, Leeds, Leeds. Yeah, they look really look sluggish
0: to me. Mm-hmm. They've not got the biggest squad really. No. So what's the secret? So what do you do then? If your team, if you're David Moyes and you see your team is clearly fatigued, be it physically a bit mentally, uh, you have got an FA Cup weekend coming up, which probably isn't the worst timing in the world for them unless you lose the kid minister Is that who you're playing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can rest some players though, you think, right and still beat them, right? Yeah. I would rest a whole bunch just in case you lose, have have an excuse. But do you say take a few days off? Do you try and take some guys out, go, go on a little short holiday, get re-energized? Is that what you would do as a manager?
1: Um, I'm not sure about that necessarily, but you know, you could definitely read them, read them, go by, you know, their, the physios and the doctors and everybody that's working, your staff, your fitness, your trainers, and where they're all at and what you need to do and pull off the pedal a little bit and
0: Yeah, if you need to be. Were you ever sent away on a vacation by a Because I love when I hear those stories. You know, so and so sends, oh the the lab was tired, I sent him on holiday. Like, how sweet must that be? Were you ever sent on holiday? Did Harry ever say to you, Hey Craig, go take take Sophie and the girls, you know, and, and just go go to the go to Benidorm for a couple of days. He did. Yeah? He absolutely did. He went to Barbados. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Did the club pay for it? Well, I did lose a ball. Oh, it was after that. Okay. Oh, okay. Right? Well, <laughs> well, I would hope that's what at least he could have done for you. <laughs> right? It wasn't just typical fatigue during a season. You had
1: cancer. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he actually offered it up either. I think somebody suggested it and he was, he
2: was like, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking right. I'm not going to bring it back anyway. Fuck him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> God, that's awful. Uh, why don't we get him on interviews one day eh?
1: he got fired in the meantime I, I actually uh sent a message through one of the social media things majiggers, that <laughs> he follows me on but the thing is he doesn't know how to use it I'm absolutely
2: sure of that right he's not he's not <laughs> jumping on zoom links and he said he couldn't turn
1: on a computer I it, he, he's right windows police went over the walls of his property or like How many with 40 cops or something? It was ridiculous. It was. Over the walls. They took all his stuff and his computers and all that, and nada, couldn't find a
0: thing. He doesn't work that way. Well, I mean, he says he could barely read, right? He is old school, isn't he? For sure. Was he? So was Harry a good coach? I mean, we know the character and had some success, right? But was he a good football coach?
1: Not overly. I would say he was a good professional football coach. And in that sense, just by getting players that he knew what he wanted and he knew that these players knew how to play that particular game and that style and what, you know, speed and whatever. And he would bring them in. But as far as coaching or the ping, no, no. And Frank Lampard senior, I mean, he spent the mass majority of his time concentrating on Frank jr. But it was fun because I mean, to be fair, if anybody else wanted to stay out, they could too. But be like me frank and his dad and you just be peppering left shots right shots left shots right you know just doing different things on the ball and
2: were you the obligated like uh, obligatory overtime helper you had to stick around and do extras
1: no i loved it i could do i would do shot stopping all day Hmm. couldn't i could stay there all day nowadays i would probably blow an ankle on the second one so or an achilles Ooh. Ooh, no, I'd be fine. I think I could do I I'd, I'd be fine in a small net. <laughs> hockey net?
2: Yeah, in a hockey net. Yeah. That's it. Yeah,
1: exactly. He's Canadian. Yeah, Live up to the stereotype. Hockey net. I think a hockey goalie should start playing in goal in football and then you think, holy shit, how fucking big it is. Mm. And then you put those pads on them and you're six foot five. See, I was too tall when I was a kid to be a goalie because they were all stand up goalies in hockey. Yeah, he'd be getting some butterfly action. Craig, would be amazing. right? So as soon as I got the longest back torso in the world. It's like an aircraft carrier. I could put them down in the butterfly. I like Jaguar. Remember Jaguar
0: and all that? Craig, you can't see his But right now, Craig's doing a butterfly impression. He looks just like a butterfly. <laughs> yeah, butterfly. I wouldn't even fucking move, man. I don't know. How, how, how could he get a puck through that? You couldn't. And for our
1: English listeners, about have to say it's ice hockey because we're not talking about field hockey. Or, right. Right?
0: The, the bigger the bigger sport. The bigger sport. Like field hockey guys have bigger pads. But the net's huge. Don't they? In field hockey. Isn't that big, though? No, it's not that big. Well, it's the same as can- ice hockey, isn't it? No. I haven't watched field hockey for probably 33 years, so you could be right. Cause great Britain was a great team back in those days. You also have the bottom bit. This is with the wood that's about two foot high okay i'm gonna find out the, the dimensions of the field keep talking boys i'm gonna find out the dimensions well you here, mentioned okay?
2: police you were talking about harry redknapp uh, being searched there for yeah. uh, i don't even remember what the deal was tax fraud tax fraud i believe yeah okay uh west ham fans kicked off with police at old trafford if you weren't looking at it in on your 4k tv wouldn't you think that that was like 20 years ago 25 years ago
1: yeah spitting on the cops and everything else
2: a lot of anger uh, around the world not just in england a lot, a lot of anger and you definitely see it on the grounds, eh?
1: That's what it is. Yeah, it's absolutely.
0: They bring everything to the grounds. Mm-hmm. You're right. Sorry, twelve. You're right. Jesus, it is big net, isn't it? Twelve by seven field hockey net. Where are you? You're 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 born in England. They invented that sport it's, too. I know. It's been thirty one years, thirty two years. You know, it's been a long time. <laughs> and I was smaller then as well, so everything looked bigger anyway. So no, I didn't realize Here it was to that much private bigger. Private school, <laughs> so had them all over the field. <laughs> yeah oh yeah my comprehensive we had not there's no field hockey teams in my my school you kidding know me mean? <laughs> fucking dicky has got a lot to answer for this whole private school <laughs> bullshit it's okay <laughs> we, we,
2: we still love you even if you're the richest one of all of us it's okay <laughs> yeah oh yeah my palatial residence crystal palace one liverpool three um that i think we said already that the gap is is nine points so uh, that's exciting if you want to believe in perhaps a premier league title race uh, i have to think that palace fans we're very fearful watching Van Dyke score eight minutes in that this would turn out like the last time Liverpool made a trip to Selhurst Park and won 7 0.
0: Yeah, well, 2 0 looked real good, didn't it? And then Palace really, really came back strong. Um, I, I felt bad for them because the call on the penalty call on Jota, I've, I've watched it so many times now, I'm sure we all have, right? And I think it's just a really terrible call. I understand if you keep, if you overthink it, you can see this contact and the keeper wasn't near the ball, but the ball was kicked away by Jota and then he went into the goalkeeper, Guetta. It wasn't a penalty. Surely, Craig, as a keeper, I know you're always going to be a little bit biased, but you must agree that that cannot be given as a penalty.
1: I didn't think it was a penalty. No, no. It would have been different if he had played it, you know, like played it to go around the goalkeeper, but in the ball's gone
0: it took so long to figure it out as well. Way too long. VAR, VAR is a bad VAR moment. It really was to, get, to take so much time mm. and to get it so wrong. I was happy. but We're talking about
2: bad VAR moments a lot again, though. It's become a regular thing for us again. That we went through about three, four months, most of the season, where we really didn't have any. There may have
0: been, but we're just so embittered with more lockdowns and other stuff <laughs> happening in the world, right? That we just had to direct <laughs> our, our cynicism and hatred somewhere else. It was always there lurking. Where did that subjective
1: part of it go? You know what I mean? Like the blatant and obvious. Like was that an obvious error by the referee when Kane pushed Silva? Was it off? Ov- you know?
2: Mm-hmm. It's exactly. just the people that are frustrated that we're no longer bringing out protractors to find every knuckle and elbow and shoulder blade that might be offside that uh, yeah. from a couple of seasons ago
0: that drove everyone mental. Th- those people. But this makes me more mental, though. I mean, I, I know that was pissing me off too, right? But this is, like you said, it's when you know when calls being made on the field, it should be absolutely obvious to overturn that call. Has to be, right? And and if you've got to spend more than three minutes, then it's not obvious, right? Exactly, Arsenal. All the heat on them. Getting nil nil with Burnley for Christ's sake. They, they should have won that game handily. But
2: yeah, well, I guess I'm sure a lot of Arsenal fans feel the same way. Arsenal Twitter definitely does because it was very pessimistic, which is not abnormal. But um, it seems like fourth place is out of reach for them now. If you read, if you read Twitter, I think they're just more upset that Arsenal turned up like that, seeing a Burnley side who hadn't played since January 8th, that were able to hold them,
0: even though Arsenal had 76% possession. You know what? There were a lot of really good saves mm-hmm. this weekend, a lot of great saves. And in that game in particular, mm-hmm. there were some really great saves. I mean, Christ, Nick Pope had a beautiful save in there. You know, It was a worldy through traffic, got down. So I mean, Arsenal weren't horrible in that game at all. I mean, they didn't finish, obviously, but they had their chances. And on another day, they could have scored three or four goals. This is one of those games. Burnley almost
2: went in front too, 10 minutes in. Big Ramsdale save? Yeah. Short side, right?
0: Short side high? Off that Dwight McNeil cross shot. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, going back to goalkeepers, right? So let me ask you this. In, in the Palace-Liverpool game, Allison made a, a incredible save on an offside play. It got me thinking that shouldn't goalkeepers still get the credit for a great save even if it's offside <laughs> you know because you can see if that was a save that denied a goal and it wasn't offside right we'll be talking about it. it would be on replays it'd be on highlight reels they, the martin tyler would have you know just made the most gorgeous poetry about that save but because it was offside ah, okay we'll, we'll forget about that one it was an amazing save you could do that and then you could say that
1: if they disallow a goal that's just unbelievably good like Mark Hughes did for Wales overhead kick from 18 yards, top corner. But back then, the guy
0: was in an offside position. <laughs> That was so good, that should have counted. Yeah, they should get credit for it. It should be like, yeah, have like two numbers. Have like gross and net goals. They all, the gross is like everything that counts, right? Or is it net? I forget how gross and <laughs> net, but you know what I mean? And then the, the actual real number of the disallowed goals would be far less. Yeah. Are they worth more points? Because they counted.
1: But don't you think it balances itself out? Because if you get a, a guy who just hits a flannel header and it's just bouncing into you, and that's apparently a shot.
0: That your daughter could save, but we'll talk about that longer than what Mark uses, you know, eighteen yard over the head. That doesn't count, right? It's not right. It's not fair. Should be there should be style points, subjective, points. subjective style points. Two tables <laughs> have legitimate points, and then have like the subjective points. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you separate. We separate a draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. There's no more draws. Like, okay, so it's one one. Okay. All right, bring out the old number, the, the old scorecards. Style points. <laughs> Who got the highest? Style points, yeah. you get it. <laughs> Most corners. When we were
1: playing youth soccer, I remember in Vancouver, Coquetlam, and all that area that we were really young in the, that particular league. If it was a draw, they would separate the draw by how many corners? Corners. It's awful. I hate that. Yeah. N- the team that yeah. usually dominates will have more corners so if it ends up being a draw then i've never heard that one before that would change football wouldn't
0: it it would people yeah. want about penalties
2: steven Ooh. gerrard's changing things for aston villa which i'm very much enjoying everton nil aston villa won uh, don't blame you if you didn't wake up for the early game uh, unless you're a villa fan you're probably disappointed if you did uh, it wasn't exactly the most attractive and appealing game uh, coutinho was okay but I think he played uh, 70 minutes and came off. And for Raston Villa, it was just clinical. And for Everton, it was just typical. Not, not good enough.
0: Yeah, not quite the same um, response under Big Dung as we saw last time out when they beat Chelsea under his guys. I mean, the stadium seemed quite loud and up with it. And obviously, that's partly because of Stevie G. Yeah.
2: I think it was a bit sour. It did, didn't, Everton played much better in the second half to their credit, mm-hmm. but it's, it didn't feel like Goodison was backing them and, and spurring them on.
0: Something about Stevie G, isn't there, the way he looks on the sidelines, he looks like a proper manager, doesn't he? Oh god, does he? Yeah. Right? He just he he dresses well, he's got that real presence about him. He's not not every guy has that.
1: No. I think every guy should go to Scotland to start up there or just
0: kick starts or reboot yep. your career. I think yeah. you're right. How many guys I mean Christ. Right? Did Brendan Rodgers did the same thing, right? went really well. Yeah, well, re-
2: rebooted his career going to Scotland. Brendan Rodgers, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. good point. Yeah, but Neil Lennon hasn't caught on in, in the Premier League. No, that's true. I, I thought he might be one that, that, uh, that makes the trip south. The, he was rumored.
0: I think he was just tarnished just because Rangers were so bad during his his successful stint at the Celtic, and now he's come back and and Rangers are good. Yeah, and it's well, I guess he left again. I know he's left now. He's got the Aussie in there. What's guy's name again? Can't pronounce his name anyway. He won't even try. I know who you mean. He's done a good job actually, <laughs> apparently. But my the Celtic guys, my my chef at my uh, kitchen, he's a like diehard Celtic guy, big fan of the new manager.
2: Long await who the new manager for Everton will be. Uh, Vitor Pereira is the is rumored to be meeting with the club this week. He's fifty three. Remember him? He had a couple great seasons with Porto. He was the manager when they won the Europa League in twenty eleven. That you finally remember, uh, charms that you confuse with Braga's win, league win. Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, yeah, thanks for reminding me. Uh,
2: and if you remember his name, <laughs> Vitor Pereira, he was rumored to replace Moyes. He was the he was the hot favorite to replace David Moyes when Moyes left for United, but he went to Saudi Arabia and took the Al-Ali job instead. And then Olympiacos, Fenerbahce twice. Most recently, he spent three years in China, Shanghai SIPG, which is the club I think Andre Boas was at as well. Hmm. I'd be very interested to see him get a chance in the Premier League. I didn't think it was going to come now. Again, 53, um, but maybe a distance and a, a completely foreign eye, an unbiased eye, is exactly what Everton need right now.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they've tried that before though, haven't they? It hasn't worked out. <laughs> Fuck, they've tried everything. I don't even know what the answer is anymore. <laughs> yeah, you name it. Like, what is he? What is the answer? I don't know. I, don't know. I think you got to start. Even if they get the right guy, they've got all these different players, you know, over the last number of years on so the different managers. right? And you've got to clear them out at some point. It's going to take a, a big rebuild job here to be... I mean, what is, what is Everton? What should they be? They should be like West Ham, right? A team that can have these seasons when they're very good European spots. They should be top. They should be top half, though, at least every year. Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: That's where, I mean, what they've been spending. and, But it ain't that easy, apparently, is it? It's not that easy.
0: It's a t- tough league. And when you go through the league, it's just so hard. It's just a tough league. Well, even today, watching Southampton City, right? So Southampton is a, has got no resources compared to City, mm-hmm. right? But they're still a good team. And they played them really hard. And Pep said that in his pregame talk today. He said, "Listen, there are no easy games in the prem. People assume that we're going to win every match. It's an incredibly difficult league to win in week in and week out, especially a big team because you know that your opponent's going to come at you and we'll give everything. Um, it's, it's so difficult to get results, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you see that at the bottom there, and Everton's a prime example, right? I mean, just because you've got a storied brand." storied history behind you. And spend money. That doesn't mean the results will flow. No. So it makes it compelling.
2: Are you foreshadowing that Cristiano Ronaldo is going to have a tough time when he becomes a Premier League manager immediately after retiring? Because Ralph radnick was very quick to say he's going to be a great manager
0: and he'll be one immediately. You see the, uh, no. yeah. Let's not get into Ronaldo talk of being being a manager. I think he'd be a terrible manager. But what do you heard radnick say that though? He's just kissing his ass.
2: I th- I thought that as well. I thought it was just his way of saying, because th- that was tied with, mm. he'll be a great manager immediately, and he'll understand why someone like him, a star player, needs to be substituted at times. It was to justify the decision. So compliment, like a
0: uh, backhanded compliment, maybe? They should ask Mason Greenwood. Do you think Ronaldo would be a good manager? <laughs> Pretty sure I know the answer yeah. to that one. Good point. Jeez. All right,
2: last one. Uh, Wolves are having a low-key great season hey they're just two points off the top six after losing their first three without scoring a goal if you remember uh, they th- might still be the lowest scoring team in the prem we had that conversation too much to our amazement a little while ago but Brentford won Wolves two. Mm-hmm. I was quite impressed with Wolves and, and have been Bruno Lash has done a very very good job there
0: Wolves uh, second lowest goal scorer obviously uh, Norwich is the worst right they, they've got the lowest goal scores goals scored in the top four divisions in England Norwich 13 goals and Wolves have a uh, 19 wow. now, 19, and they're in eighth place, and they are games in hand as well. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's a great story, because you're right, after their slow start to the season, they found themselves. They're a legitimate European force now, I think. A European force? No, as far as European spots are concerned.
2: Yeah, but I don't know if force is it. They only did it once. They, they only have one
0: European No, no, but qualify that. Like I'm saying this, this... No, I think... Well, I, I think that they're really well... They're yeah. well managed the recruitment's outstanding right they've been top half for a while now right and i think like looking towards this season and next i see them being in in the conversation for european spots i'm not talking about conference league just to be <laughs> clear about
2: that they've definitely been that team that you know you see eighth and you think you, you don't write them off until mathematically they're they're really out right they're a team that you're not surprised to see in the top 6 when when they have been and, and flirted with it and they've pulled off some really big results and I think what's really impressive is they've stuck to this Portuguese policy, but they've had to retool a lot. Like there's quite a few new pieces in there, a new manager now in Bruno Lage, and they're they're still kind of kicking the same, and maybe just maybe pushing on even. They they might actually, I think Bruno Lage might be able to take this group a little bit farther. If they lose a few more pieces in the summer. You know, Adama Traoré will be a big loss whenever that is. But they're an interesting team mm-hmm. to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. Jean Martinho's goal was mm-hmm. beautiful, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boot. Ugh, there were some gorgeous. really good
2: goals in the Premier League this weekend. Uh, last bit on this game, Fabrizio Romano says that Brentford are in advanced talks and close to doing a six-month deal with Christian Eriksen. Uh, maybe an option for 2023. We spoke about this on the last show. I think I would be really surprised if Brentford are the ones able to land him. You know, What are the conversations like with other teams that ends up that Brentford get him? Is it, like, is it just a money? Is it an opportunity thing that he swooned by? Is it just a Danish connection with Thomas Frank?
1: I think so. I think Frank's got a big Big, uh, big part to play with it, and there's also restrictions like he he can't play in Italy. Eh? Apparently, the rules are yeah, like no. heart condition,
2: no go. Inter, Inter wouldn't get his contract in, insured. That was essentially what it broke down to. Right.
1: That this is the problem. This is a real the real problem with uh, with Ericsson whether he can play or not. Yeah. I ran into that a little bit with with the one ball situation. I mean, you know, not quite the same, obviously, but you are damaged goods and you know, you've had something major clubs are scared off, right? Less likely scared off. Yeah. Who, who
0: who wants to see that happen again or, or but it's, I mean, in your case, I mean, once you recover from, you know, all the therapy you went through, I mean, you're a goalkeeper, right? With respect, you're not, running around the field for 90 minutes. off, oh, sure. It shouldn't, it sh- <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? It shouldn't really affect you though, right? Should it? I mean, if you recover from, from testicular cancer, which is, you know, a real battle, I'm not saying everyone can do it, but surely someone should have given you an opportunity. Mm. Yes. Like, uh, Come on. Starting with West Ham. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, I know we discussed this before in other podcasts with Ukraine. But you is in that kind of
1: situation right now uh, at, I gotta think that he feels, and the doctors that around him are hundred percent that he can continue on.
0: But it is a kind of a scary situation. I wonder also if it's if it is Brentford, right? It's London, right? He he spent many yep. years in London, comfortable there. I'm not sure of his wife's where she's from. Um, he obviously has a life though in London. I bet I bet, she, I bet <laughs> she's <laughs> Danish. Probably is. <laughs> I think she is. Actually, now <laughs> I think about it. I'm thinking back to that 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 fateful day at Euro. I think she is Danish, but anyway, she had all her teeth. Kind of irrelevant. <laughs> hey, what? Not all. Of... <laughs> oh, did I say that a lot? <laughs> well, you're not missing any. Teeth. Your your ex missus was English too. Don't forget. And she, I'm pretty sure she had a teeth as well. Yeah, she did. Right. Well, it's all
1: luck of the draw, so that's, right?
0: That's some of us. <laughs> it's all it is.
1: nobody goes to a freaking dentist, so it's like you're luck in the draw. <laughs>
2: I went to the dentist um, last week, actually, for like a three-hour comprehensive. You guys do this like every five years? Three-hour comprehensive? They do like x-rays. X- Maybe it's you and I do the x-rays, and then they do like a, a more intensive cleaning. But yeah, usually it's x-rays and some type of... Yeah, you know, they make sure everything's good in your mouth. And for me, I think it's just them looking at, hmm, when can we price you for veneers? When can we price you for the real expensive stuff?
0: I got one do veneer. You do? Just And it came from a, a, a many years ago... My buddy Lee, he I was drinking a bottle of beer and he knocked it with his elbow by accident and chipped my tooth. And I got it kind of fixed a little bit, but then that this must be three years ago now chipped off again and it oh. chipped a bit further and further. And he goes, Just he goes, just just, just get a veneer. It's capped. It. It's gonna keep chipping off here. So beer. <laughs> It's bad for people. So
2: my my point was that naturally, uh, well, the three hours with one hygienist, you end up talking about everything, and somehow soccer came up and the Liverpool teeth gang. And I said how you can all these Brazilians and Klopp, and every single one of them has a connection to Liverpool at some point, and they all go to the same guy. And she was like, "You gotta let, you gotta show them these teeth." Oh, I can't believe it! Like as, as athletes, like are they cutting corners? Oh, uh, Klopp still got that crooked smile. And I showed her the, the photos of Coutinho and and Firmino and Klopp and she just thought it was incredible and she's running around the office they left have you guys do you guys know liverpool and their teeth situation no no what's what's liverpool's teeth situation that became the talk of the office <laughs> how do you
1: actually speak with all sorts of shit going on in your face yes you can't really you just listen don't you I yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. sucking no and- i guess I, i'm i'm a fast talker i think i can talk in between the tool oh. changes maybe
0: I would rather. I mean, I I would rather just lie there for three hours and not have any conversation. Just get it over and done. I'm with, laughing you know? gas. That'd be alright. Laughing gas. some of that. Ooh. But the teeth are okay. The, the X-rays came back clean. You good? Yeah, X-rays are
2: okay. I got that one scraggle tooth on the bottom that I'm not going to pay to uh, get removed and, and walk around with a hole in my mouth. I'm good. I'm, uh,
0: you got a scraggle? Where's where's your scraggle tooth? Bottom right. Have you? Never seen it. Can't currently see it now. Okay, it's zoom, time we in ten. Oh my god! Yeah, it looks like I've got a piece of
2: chewing gum in my mouth all the time, right? No, it's a scraggle tooth. Oh, you
0: got to get that sorted out. Oh, no. Is that, is that the, the medical term, a scraggle tooth?
2: I think that is the medical term. Yeah, but if I go to Liverpool, it'll be bright white and perfect. <laughs> yeah. It'll be it'll be capped. We'll just get that. Um, speaking of waste of time, uh, Milan Juventus may have been for for some of you. Uh, I watched all ninety minutes, and the first sixty minutes were amazing. The intensity of which they played. The first 58 meant that there was nothing left for the end. And they were playing on a pitch that was a throwback to the 90s. And not quite as bad as the ones that Craig played on, but um, I, I've watched so much Prem and been to so many MLS games, watched so many Champions League, I forgot, what, I forgot that there was dirt under the grass.
0: San Siro, right?
2: You could see that very much at the San Siro. It looked like there had been an NFL game, just straight down the middle. Just
0: It was dirt from the one goal line to the other. Well, it's tough, right? I mean, they have games every single week there with two teams playing, right? Mm-hmm. Next week, uh, yeah, but it's, if it's you go with it's that it's new tech,
1: new new technology, the hybrid, it, that never happens. Maybe it hasn't reached Italy yet. The hybrid,
2: they ha- I don't think they've invested. Oh, in that. I'm sure it has. They don't have security teams there either. No, the grounds are very poor in comparison, all around. N- not just not just the pitch, but next
0: time you're watching, and the, you know, HD and 4K is is very unforgiving. Maybe that's why uh, Andrea Belotti wants to come to Toronto just to, uh, you know, in- enjoy the the. Beautiful surfaces of MLS. That must be it. I tell you, all of
2: us that want to be involved in the media covering Toronto FC, we should uh, put the time into learning Italian. Because if they do this deal for Andrea Belotti, which Sport Italia report that uh, is nearly done, that TFC at least have offered this or finalizing this five-year offer worth ten million euros a season plus five million euros in bonuses. Wow, wow. it's crazy. I tell you what, I mean. He's yeah. undecided. He's got other offers on the table reportedly, but he wasn't in Torino's lineup for this 1-1 draw on Sunday against the Swallow.
0: He's been out for most of the season, right? He's only played about nine games. He had a, a hamstring tendon injury back in November, I think it was, and, and another injury back in, I think, September. So he's, he's missed a lot of football this year, but he's 28, right? He's not 29 until December, so he, he's more on the Javinko mulder things mm-hmm. as far as DP is concerned. And, uh, I mean, as, as, excited as TFC fans are for Insignia, I think if this does go ahead, they should be as excited about Bellotti. I remember this kid was going to be the, the, the Italian national team savior and he's had a really good career, right? He hasn't quite reached those heights, perhaps, but he's a very good player, another captain of his team as well. So if he can just, if TFC can ward off the, the advances of AC Milan, which is the other rumor. Yeah. I think uh, it'd be a fantastic partnership up front, wouldn't it?
2: It would Ooh. be amazing a dream partnership
0: it's
1: amazing it's incredible that toronto sc you think when they started this canadian club nobody knows them in the world from anything and now all of a sudden toronto sc has actually got quite a name i mean they're getting a name it's like Mm -hmm. that's gone around italy like wildfire when all of a sudden you've got a, a club from north america from canada that's outbidding and it might happen again kind of shows you where they are and resources as well but just the power of you know what we actually have going on here.
0: It could be the new Shanghai Shenzhou, right? Wow. It's Shanghai Shenhua. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Shenhua. It's yeah. well, <laughs> not that big, are they? Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Is it Shenhui?
0: <laughs> oh, man. belly barely pronounce Millwall. <laughs>
2: if, they, if they pulled off yeah. Pilates,
0: um that would be pretty amazing. Like Josh uh, Cloak said to us on, on Friday's interview uh, on News & Such, how trying to want to be seen as the biggest club in MLS. Yeah. And there's no argument they are one of the biggest clubs in MLS. There's no doubt. Absolutely. Like One one player, their payroll's bigger than half the clubs combined.
2: <laughs> Crazy. True. To finish on Insigne then, because uh, he pulled level with Maradona on Napoli's uh, all-time top-scoring list. Third uh, on Napoli's all-time top-scoring list across all competitions as uh, Napoli throttled Salah and Netanya 4-1.
0: Third, so Hamzik's first, I'm assuming. Oh, good point. I I
2: didn't look this up. You think Hamzik is first?
0: I think he is. He was there for so long, right?
2: Here it was. We said that Craig was the one extending the shows. Now you got me looking up Napoli's (laughs) all-time leading scores. I've totally done
0: that.
1: Oh, you did? I wasn't part of that (laughs) conversation. That's
0: a private meeting, remember? (laughs) Craig has these great questions right at the end of the show when we've got to sign off.
1: (laughs) I'm not saying shit. I'm done.
0: (laughs) All-time top scorers, Dries
2: Mertens is topped Merrick Hemzick, So it's Mertens, Hemzik, Insigne and now uh, I am Maradona oh. and Insigne are level on 115 for the time being. Interesting. Okay. Good. Well, that seems like the perfect uh, way to put a bow on the show. Uh, I want to end it by saying uh happy 60th birthday to Dave Starkey, one of our our many loyal primers. Starkster. Nice. 68. He's 60 years old? Kind of boy. Almost, almost Craig's age. Almost Craig's age, yeah. Big in music, he is. Big, big music guy, big Footy Prime fan. Uh, so thanks to all of you that continue to listen to us four times a week. Um, follow and subscribe on Apple or Spotify if you haven't done so already. And we have giant egos, so please read us a review. Write us a review so that Warren can read it to us when we do this uh, show again. And we'll be back on Tuesday and uh, then do this all again with a big show on Wednesday, boys. Thanks. All right. That's a quote, James Sharman. Cheers for listening.